This is Firepower, only at Band.Video. And now, your host, Will Johnson. Good evening. It is Monday night, and the world is still spinning. America is still here. I want to thank everyone for joining us. All right, so. Now, the left, they see this whole thing, what they're doing as impeachment for President Trump is absolutely a good thing, right? So the Democrats, the Democrats have felt threatened by President Trump ever since before the election began, way before the election began. Let's not forget during the 2016 election under the Obama administration, which we all know for a fact, Un, that uh, the Trump Towers were being surveilled. They were monitoring what was happening at the Trump Towers. They were looking for information, anything to help prevent President Trump from being elected in 2016. But no one has been arrested. Why is that? We all know it took place, right? No, we're not even questioning it. So why has no one been arrested from that? What was the reasoning for surveilling the Trump Towers? Right after that, the 2016 election, the Democrats had a campaign to get all the electoral college to go, the electoral college votes to go against the people's will. They were thinking everything they could do in the 26, after the 2016 election to overturn the election of President Trump. Their motto was by any means necessary. They spent millions of dollars of our tax dollars trying to do everything they can. They, they use this to try to convince the American people that President Trump somehow, through social media, changed the outcome of the 2016 election with Russia. As if Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, et cetera, like they all played a part in it, right? Like Russia paid money, convinced people to vote for Trump and not Hillary Clinton, which we all know is false. We all know it's a lie. Now, the Democrats have started the impeachment process against President Trump. And even now, the Democrats won't even admit that this whole thing that they're doing against President Trump is a coup d'etat. They know that if they do not remove President Trump from the White House, they are going to lose in 2020. So they have no, it's like they don't have any choice but to try to impeach him. Al Green even admitted it. Now, that's the first like the first uh, Democrat that actually said something that was truthful. If we don't impeach him, I quote, if we don't impeach him, then we're going to lose in 2020, end quote. Representative Al Green from Texas, of all places. Which brings us to the main topic of the evening. The Democrats see this impeachment failure along with everything else that they've tried to do in the past, everything. Now they're resorting to their last resort, which is assassination. They want to remove President Trump, and they don't care how they do it. They see they're on the verge of losing what they call a decent country by having drag queens go into the schools into libraries reading to children by aborting children at an alarming rate by telling kids and adults that you can be with God, something other than what God created you. That's what they see a decent country as being. 
They don't see a decent country with more people working. Unemployment with black people at an all-time low. The stock exchange is hitting record highs. For them, that's not a decent country. Just the opposite for the left is a decent country to them. They have an agenda, and their agenda, and I've said this before, their agenda is to go right along with everything that Satan is all about. And if Satan is for is for evil, the Democrats are for it. God created all of us. God created man and woman. The Democrats hate men. They're trying to change what a man really is. They're trying to change what a little boy really is. So go to band.video. We're going to talk about this. And we're going to talk about the assassination attempt on President Trump, which the mainstream media, for some reason, is not talking about. Band up video. We'll be back after this. The president is in danger. Could you imagine waking up, Alex, every morning and looking at the glass of water by the side of your bed and wondering, is it safe to drink that? Am I going to die? Is that going to be? Well, that's what happens to kings, queens, emperors. I mean, this, this is well known in history. Again, they couldn't get Alexander the Great uh, in uh, combat, so they ended up poisoning him, uh, and then he was paralyzed. So, I mean, this is known. This is how the cowards do it. And they've said they want to kill him, and they've said they want 25th Amendment. Uh, and so, obviously, that's how they're going to do it, so he doesn't turn into a martyr, Millie. Apparently, this was some kind of a chemical, a slow-acting chemical that isn't immediately uh, detected in the blood and can't immediately be tested with the test that they had been using. And the big significance here is that they're going to have to up the ante on the tests that they run on his food before he eats it. What specifically did they say about this, this supposed pathogen that isn't detectable right away but then builds up? What were the exact well, I words? Asked, you know, I was asking, I was like, is it viral? No. Was it something bacterial? No, it was definitely some kind of a chemical. So we know that it's definitely a chemical, but I'm like trying to understand, okay, so how is this a chemical? Uh, what kind of chemical wouldn't they have tested it? Is it something they didn't test for initially when they run their tests on the food? Um, and they said, oh, it, it is something that they don't typically test for. Um, well, of course, they're going to use exotic weapons. New. Exactly. It's something new. It's some kind of new exotic, just like that you said, Alex. It's something new that they haven't dealt with before. And this oh, wait, wait. Is, is that the words they, is that the word they, they used exotic or, or they said new? They said it was something new that, that something that something someone concocted or created, Synthetic. created. It was something new. You know what? All right. Will Johnson, Tom Pepper, Firepower News. I want to thank everyone for joining us, joining us. You know what, Tom? This this should be all over the airwaves. This should be all over the news. They should be saying there was an attempt because it's almost like the the media don't want to say it because what what do you think what would happen if everyone really got wind of it as more people if everyone in the country got wind that there was an attempt on President Trump's life? What do you think would happen, Tom? Well, I think a good portion of the country would be devastated, sickened, and shocked, and I think another portion would be celebrating. I mean, as this has come out, it was first reported, so I had uh, somebody call me this morning and or this late early afternoon and kind of say the similar to what Millie heard, didn't have quite as much information and was a little further away from uh, Millie's source, I believe. But I think that uh, first President Trump tweeted out that he was uh, going for a routine examination. The left was already reporting that he went to the hospital with chest pain. 
pains. Nobody knows where they got that, where they got the idea that the president was experiencing chest pains. Uh, but now we're seeing, I've seen at least three different people tweet out prediction. President Trump will resign due to, quote, health reasons before he can be impeached. So I think a good chunk of the country would be thrilled if President Trump died unexpectedly or if he were poisoned or if he were removed from office because like Alexander the Great, he just cannot move around anymore. I think that it would be a devastating moment for this country and it would show the true colors of some of the people on the other side. Yeah, exactly. You know what? They've, there's always been attempts on president's lives in, you know, in the past. Um, but the interesting thing is that every time you have a president that's actually doing something that's beneficial to the American people and not the globalists, they end up trying to kill him. I mean, Kennedy was one of them. Ronald Reagan was another. I mean, so it's, it's no secret that the, the globalist elitists will try to take out a sitting president that gets in their way. And in this case, we have President Trump, which he's 100 percent for the American people. And on top of that, Tom, um, remember, it was it was like right after the election. If I'm not if I if my memory, uh, if my memory is correct, uh, it was right after the election where someone drove across the country and was going to try to assassinate President Trump while he was on stage. And, mm. you know, they talked about that briefly, but they kind of like swept it under the rug because like, OK, there's nothing to see here. I guess maybe because he actually didn't follow through and it didn't actually happen. Well, there's been like a dozen attempts on President Trump's life. It was right, I think it was two nights before the election in 2016, somebody mm -hmm. tried to rush the stage. It happened uh, months prior, and CNN actually had that person on to talk about why it was so important to them to rush that stage and show that President Trump's bullying will not be unopposed. No, we know what that guy was there. Another one, I believe it was in Vegas, they tried to pull the gun out of the holster of a Las Vegas police sure officer. Did. This has happened all over the rallies that happen. This happen all over the country. So many, many, I mean, they want this guy dead. How many times was it Cher or one of the, one of the female celebrities from the 1970s or 80s went out and said, I too have thought of bombing the White House. You have, I believe it was Leonardo DiCaprio Madonna. who said, yep. it was Madonna. Thank you. Madonna, yeah, yeah. DiCaprio, yep. I believe it was, who said, when was the last time an actor assassinated a president? Referring, yep. of course, to Abraham Lincoln. I mean, they have death fantasies about President Trump dying because they know they are powerless to stop him politically. They know the impeachment is going nowhere, and it's likely going exactly. to die in the House, if not the Senate. So what's left at this point? They just want him gone again, like you said, Will, by any means necessary. Absolutely, absolutely. So we have a video with Mike Adams, and he's the health ranger, and he has some uh, beautiful uh, experience dealing with different chemicals, talking about different foods, different supplements. So let's go to this video with Mike Adams, where he explains what's, what's possibly happening here. So good bacteria keeps you alive. That's why probiotics are important when they're good. But weaponized, genetically engineered, bad probiotics can be used to generate toxic chemicals in the gut and kill a person with a delayed uh, action. And importantly, Alex, none of these can be detected by any known chemical analysis system because the chemicals don't exist until they are synthesized by the bacteria in the gut. And I believe this is what may have happened because CRISPR gene editing technology is now so readily available, it's so easy that even deep state scientists in a basement can use this CRISPR editing to create weaponized uh, probiotic strains. It goes along with the idea that the left wants to assassinate the president and then 
cut off all conservative voices while they unleash their kinetic hot civil war phase, all while people like Bill Maher are claiming that they don't want civil war. If they don't want to overthrow America, why are they trying to overthrow America by ousting the president, right? If they believe in freedom and liberty, why are the tech giants selectively censoring nearly all prominent conservative voices? They talk with, they, they speak with forked tongues, people like Bill Maher. It's, it's shameful. It's pathetic. They are the ones who are trying to push this coup. They are the ones trying to overthrow this country. They are the ones calling for the death of the president, and they are the ones censoring conservatives. So things are about to happen, Alex. I mean, the attempt was made this weekend multiple times on Trump's life, and they're not done trying. So buckle up, everybody. What's going to happen over the next seven days uh, could be rather shocking. I'll just put it that way. Yeah, and supposedly, uh, Tom, they're getting ready to release the uh, information about the whole dossier and how it came about. And I mean, why this would be, you know, kind of like the motive for them to want to take out President Trump. I mean, why wait now? Uh, let's get rid of him now. And, you know, the next video clip, Tom, we're going to play is a great reporter. He actually called in today to the AJ show. Beautiful information. This gentleman does an awesome investigation. So let's just go to that clip and then we'll come back and we'll get your opinion on it. Clip number three. This source had uh, essentially they are I, I will say that they have been in D.C. I'm not going to say if they're there right now. But they work extensively with political candidates in the area, and they work with folks who have now made it into the White House. And so they were trying to figure out how to get this out so that it was not just coming from uh, natural news and info wars. And so my thought process is that this is uh, this is a very serious matter, and I'm hoping, again, that the White House has taken it seriously. But, uh, now, now, now see, work. what you just said is key there. So are you saying you got contacted because folks knew just so it wouldn't just be from us, which I understand because we've been so demonized? It, yes, essentially, yes. And the idea is that uh, the conservative media, I mean, hopefully if we will break this and that we, we intend to publish the article here after I'm off the phone with you, Alex, hopefully we can get a little bit more attention on this. Yeah, you know what, Tom? You're absolutely right. We need to bring so much more attention. Yes, yeah, so everyone that was listening, yes, that was Mr. Tom Pepper calling into AJ Show today. A uh, very good reporter, my, my ad you. But yeah, you know what? We, we need to bring as much attention to this as possible. Because, for, you know, they like to sweep stuff up under the rug. And like you, you kind of, you're talking about how a great deal of the country would be like, oh yeah, it's great, it's great. But if they were to successfully assassinate President Trump, I guarantee the liberal media would like, oh, this is such a bad day. No one would ever want this for a president. We need to mourn. We need to pray for President Trump's family, blah, blah, blah. They would only do that to push off the attention from them like they've been wanting it all along. All right, firepowernews.com. We'll be back. Welcome back, firepowernews.com. So in the last segment, we were talking about the different attempts on President Trump's life, and there's going to be more to come. We all know it. We kind of expect it, right? Because the left have nothing. But the left is so far left. They're so crazy, Tom. We now have Obama telling the left, don't be so radical. Don't be so leftist. 
I mean, I'm like really thinking about it. Is this the same Obama that under his administration changed the whole ideal of marriage where two men can be married? He's telling the left, don't be so extreme, don't go so far left. Is this the same Obama that lit up the White House in the rainbow colors, showing his appreciation, showing his support to the sinful lifestyle? Is this the same Obama that say Trayvon Martin, if he had a son, would look like him just to get people to retaliate against police officers? And he's telling the left now not to be so radical, not to be so leftist. Tom, I mean, did, did, when you first heard this, I know you've heard it. When Obama came out and said it, what did you think? What was going through your mind? I'm like, really? This is the Obama. <laughs> well, it really just shows how far Bernie Sanders and AOC have dragged the party, the Democrat mm. party, that is, to the left. I mean, that's we saw it. We saw a microcosm of this on, I believe it was the second debate or the first debate when everybody was going to Joe Biden and saying, you weren't leftist enough. You locked up illegals and sent them back to their you deported people. You're not far enough to the left. And everybody was essentially attacking Barack Obama's record. And so now this is how insane the Democrat party is, and this is probably why they're pushing impeachment, they are so fractured, they are so far to the left that, yes, Obama, in 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 contrast, now looks like a moderate. Sleepy, creepy Uncle Joe Biden <laughs> now looks like a moderate. I saw today an article, somebody was calling Pete Buttigieg a moderate, even though he's completely pro-abortion, oh. pro-gay marriage. He's He, he is the, so far to the left, he wants reparations, he wants free college, he wants everything free. But he's now considered a centrist because this party has been so destroyed by the likes of AOC. And frankly, if I ever saw AOC on the street, I'd probably thank her. I'd shake her hand and say, thank you, you crazy, crazy lady with the big bug out eyes. You've (laughs) saved the country by making the Democrats unelectable. You're my hero. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? You know what it is, Tom? Obama, he is as far as they are to the left. I mean, really, he is. Basically, what he's saying here is lie about who you are until after you get elected and then implement these policies. But they're not figuring it out. They, they're so upset that he actually said it is they're, they're actually going against their chosen one, Obama. So let's play this video with CNN going against Obama. Former President Barack Obama, in a room full of top Democratic donors, he cautioned 2020 candidates about the long-term risk of swinging too far to the left on key issues. Even as we push the envelope and we are uh, bold in our vision, we also have to be rooted in reality and the fact that voters including Democratic voters and certainly persuadable independents or even moderate Republicans, uh, are not driven by the same views that are reflected on certain, uh, you know, left-leaning Twitter feeds uh, or the activist wing of our, of our party. This is still a country that uh, is, is less revolutionary than it is interested in improvement. They like seeing things improve, but the average American doesn't think that we have to completely tear down the system and remake it. And, and I think it's important for us not, not to lose sight of that. 
All right, joining me right Of course, they want to tear down the whole system and remake it. They want to tear down what President Trump is doing here. They want to tear down that fact that more black people working in the in the history of this country. They want to tear that down. They want to tear down that the stock exchange is hitting record highs. They want to tear it down. They want it to go the opposite way, Tom. Well, you really honed in on something that was important just a moment ago when you said that Obama is essentially saying lie to get into office and then do what you really want to do anyway, which is what he did, by the way. But it's funny you say that because Nancy Pelosi said that on a hot mic a couple of weeks ago or maybe months now. She said, uh, look to my to my colleagues. I urge you, you know, I'm right there with you. Free health care, free college, free this, free that. But you have to run in a manner that will get you elected. And then you do all the free stuff. So yes, this is, I mean, you're right. Like the Democrats have always been this radical. The Democratic Party of JFK is long, long, long gone. But you're, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. They lie to get into office and then they enact their agenda once they believe they have the mandate of the people. I mean, Barack Obama, if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. If you like your insurance, you can keep your insurance. Yeah, it it was a giant lie. He never intended to do that. In fact, Barack Obama was on the record against gay marriage. Then he gets into office. Says, well, I I decided that I I thought about it, and I think two men can get married, and it's fine. Yep. I mean, they're liars. Yeah, I was getting ready to say the same thing, and my producer just told me Joy Behar did the same thing. You know, mm. lie to them, and then then once you get in there, and then be as radical as you want. Let's play this. Let's get to this clip before we run out of time. This is one with uh, A.G. Barr, where he blasts the left because soon as President Trump won the election in 2016, they started with their whole resistance movement. When they had no reason to. So let's go to it. Unfortunately, just in the past few years, we have seen this con, these conflicts take on an entirely new character. Immediately after President Trump won election, opponents inaugurated what they called the resistance. And they rallied around an explicit strategy of using every tool and maneuver to sabotage the functioning of the executive branch and his administration. The fact of the matter is that in waging a scorched earth, no holds barred war of resistance against this administration, it is the left that is engaged in the systematic shredding of norms and undermining the rule of law. Yeah, we no longer have rule of law in this country as far as the Democrats. They want to remove all of it, Tom. Every last That's right. Well, and what he said was very prescient, and I hope this is foreshadowing something. I hope that we're about to see certain reports, certain declassifications that have been teased for a long time now. I mean, it's great that the AG understands the stakes that we're playing against and the dirty tricks that our opponents are using against us. But, I mean, the time for inaction has long, long passed. I hope that this is the prelude to seeing some major, major action on behalf of the Justice Department. Yeah, you know what? I hope so, too. He's getting ready to release the the information, right, which has got the whole leftist stirred up. And they're like, what do we do? What are we going to do? And I'm I'm willing to bet that we're probably going to find out information about people involved in the whole dossier, the whole investigation of of candidate Trump at the time in 2016 that we didn't even know was involved. I I, I mean, I'm willing to believe that someone's going to pop up because like we can't allow this information to get out. This is the Democrats. We have to fight this. We have to fight this. 
Oh, I know what we can do. We can assassinate President Trump, and then that will make it all go away. Because as long as we have him there, they're going to keep looking. We're not going to keep looking. Ban that video. Ban that video. Will Johnson. All right, welcome back, FirepowerNews.com. Okay, before we get started, um, I think uh, we have a guest getting ready to come on with us. Um, this young man, I went to, I, I recently went to uh, Atlanta where President Trump was having a kickoff for Black Voices for Trump uh, campaign. And there's basically all the, a lot of black people that support President Trump showed up to this event to show their support and to say that we're tired of the way the Democrats have been treating black people for years after years after years. Well, in the process while I was there, I met a whole bunch of, I mean, a, a whole bunch of interesting people that were there showing support for President Trump and just support for the country and want to make positive changes. And one of the young men that I met when I was there was a gentleman by the name of William Owens. Now, this young man, he's been going across the country, to my understanding, creating and having uh, first, uh, what is it, uh, civil rights town halls where people can come in and ask questions and, and just have a town hall and talk about the civil rights in our country and talk about everything that's taking place, you know, and and how our country is where it is now. So. When I was there, I had a really good uh, conversation with him, and I was like, man, interesting gentleman. I'd love to bring him on my my broadcast with myself and Tom Pepper and ask him some questions about how has his journey been with the uh, event. So we do have a video of him. Uh, if you can, there's a, there's a video of him. Let's go ahead and bring that video in, and we may play it all. We may not play it all, but let's just play some of this video so you can get the gist of who this young man is, and then we'll have a discussion with him. My name is William Owens Jr. and being here in Montgomery um, at the inauguration of the first black mayor of Alabama was indeed uh, unexpected. Came here to do the Civil Rights Town Hall, got a text last night about this event happening today and I'm here. The event was absolutely uh, profound to witness people praying together blacks and whites and letting Jesus Christ being the center of it all. Worship and praise and prayer and a return to what we know uh, matters. And that is putting our trust in God. That's putting our trust in the sanctity of the word of God, the foundation of which made America what it is. And as I travel this country, that is the constant. The constant is not um, a history of America, whether it's the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the Civil Rights. The constant, the constant is Jesus Christ. The constant is the Word of God. And everything that God does, whether it's through the Constitution, whether it's through the Bill of Rights, whether it's through the Civil Rights Movement, inevitably the DNA of it comes back to Jesus Christ, the cornerstone. And this is why it's important that we speak truth to power. This is why it's important that we don't allow 
a rewriting of the truth, a rewriting of history. The civil rights was not for agendas of personal desires or personal opinions. It was for civil rights, not personal preference. And that's what the Civil Rights Town Hall is all about. That's what we're doing here in Montgomery, Alabama, a week from today. And prayerfully, we're going to do one in your city and state. So become involved. Invite us. Host a Civil Rights Town Hall in your city. Join us on Facebook and we live stream. Above all, pray for us. As you know, I'm traveling throughout America in this RV, and it's just an amazing journey. So God bless you. Pray for this nation. Love one another and even love your enemies. This is William with the Civil Rights Town Hall. Awesome. Thank you for joining us, sir. Great video. It is great to be here, man. Thank you so much for sharing that. We just shot that about uh, a few days ago, probably about five days ago. Thanks for having me on your show. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks for being with us. <clears throat> so what, what made you what made you decide to do it now? I mean, to, to do this town hall, the civil rights town hall, what made you decide to do it now? Or have you been doing it? How long have you been doing it? You know, we just started. You know, it's it's an amazing um, timing is everything. And my dad wrote the book, um, A Dream Derail, um, and he took his experiences with the civil rights and he's taking a look at the issues that's happening today, how the left wants to hijack the civil rights to use it as a means of creating a permanent underclass. The civil rights was for uh, the purpose for African-Americans to have the same freedoms and opportunities than all, that all Americans were to have. And so now we see it being used for the transgender community, it's being used for personal preference and not civil rights. So when I saw this happening, you know, it just moved me to recognize with this book being out, um, with me being in a position to want to move around the country, it was just a great opportunity to marry the two. And the phrase, the civil rights town hall came together because there's so many people who don't know, who want to know. Christians who are looking at how they're going to vote, how they're voting. Um, a lot of this has to be really grounded and rooted in history and that history has to be substantiated by the truth. So we've just started on um, the second one right now in, in Montgomery, Alabama takes place tomorrow night. We did our first one in Tupelo. It's actually going to be live streamed right on Facebook so people can see it all over the country. That's really fascinating. So thanks again for coming on the show. And I really appreciate what you're saying because that's one thing that folks like Ann Coulter have talked about and I repeat it uh, as often as I can. It's almost like all of these little movements, the LGBT, the trans, the drag queen, every single thing, everybody wants to have the same history as African Americans who did and still continue right. to face adversity, maybe for different reasons now. So, I mean, can you just kind of expand on that? Why is it that all of these different alphabet soup groups want to have this horrible sense of oppression and dread that they need to overcome? You know, when there is no substantiated principle by which a group, an organization, it doesn't matter what it is. It can be a church. It can be a civic group. It can be, um, it, it can be a business. When it does not have a foundation of principle, a foundation of truth that, that can be grounded in a moral compass and absolutes, 
it has to take something of an original nature and twist it or pervert it. And so these organizations, these individuals, and let me just say perfectly clear that people have a right to choose the lifestyle they want to, just like that lifestyle will bring consequences that that lifestyle will bring. However, when you are looking for a way to substantiate your choice, your life choices, and you have no principle, you have no historic compass that says this is true and this works, you have to find something to pervert. You have to find something to steal. You have to find something to borrow from and say, hey, we'll use this to substantiate what we believe. So that's why it's being done. It's being done for that very reason. And it's a sacred part of American America history. And we have to push back against it. Pushing back against that attempt is not pushing back against that individual choice. It's just saying, no, you can't use this history. You can't use this narrative to substantiate your choice. If that's going to be your choice, then let that be your choice on your own on your own cognizant, but don't try to mix it, mesh it with this historic movement. So that's why they're doing it. Yeah, you know what? Uh, the gay lifestyle, uh, it's not a civil right. I mean, they, they try to say that it is a civil right, but it's not a civil right. You know, and I like to give this example when I talk to people uh, who like to try to interject the civil rights with the gay movement, is that you have a white man and a black man, an Asian man and a Latino man. They all play baseball and they walk into a... A lost sound. I got so, you. I, I, Will is totally right, and that is, uh, I mean, he's, what he's saying is, you know, you've got five different guys that all look different, and one happens to be gay. They walk into a bar, they all get served the same way, and nobody knows, everybody can see that's a black guy, that's a Asian guy, that's a Latino guy, that's a this guy. Nobody knows which one of them is gay. So, I mean, these are things that actually are different compared to something that folks are choosing to make different. So, sorry for the technical difficulties, folks. You're watching Firepower. Our guest is William Owens, and Will will be back with volume in the next session. Segment. Stay tuned and thanks for watching. More with our fantastic guests when we come back. This is Firepower. Thanks for watching, folks. We are talking to our guest, William Owens. Right before we went to the break, um, had some technical issues and the crew, awesome crew, the awesome crew that's sitting here, um, did an awesome job to get it all worked out. So <clears throat> welcome back, everyone. We're talking to Owen, William Owens, uh, civil rights. He created the civil rights town hall movement going around city to city, state to state, talking to various people. And right before we went to the break, <clears throat> uh, my audio went out and I was saying that living a, a gay lifestyle is not a civil right. And, and I think, and it is a human right, just to be clear. It is a human right. And Mr. Owens, he, he said that people should be able to live the way they want to live. And I completely agree with that. I mean, if you want to, you know, be a 40 year old man and you want to put on a tutu and lipstick, by all means, do your thing. Just don't expect me to play along, but it's not a civil right. It is a human right. So, I want to thank you for uh, sticking with us, sir. Um, let's 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 get into a little bit more about your your adventure and going to different cities. Um, so you have the mission, 
What happens when you have these town halls? Are people saying that uh, the civil rights, do they feel like the civil rights uh, have been infringed on? Do they feel like they're going away? What What is the atmosphere like? You know, uh, Will, it's absolutely amazing. When I was there in Atlanta and we met, and I'm going to introduce my, my guest here. He's actually in our panel tomorrow night, and I'll introduce him in a moment. But I'm going to tell you, it's been absolutely amazing um, because so many people are in agreement with um, the narrative that I'm presenting through the Civil Rights Town Hall. A lot of people, they confirm this by nodding their head up and down. They're like, you know, you're absolutely right. And um, also keep something in mind. There's a lot of people who are not even familiar with what the civil rights was about. I was speaking at a meeting and it was predominantly white Americans. And I asked the question, how many people can tell me what the civil rights was about? And people were not quite confident enough to raise their hand. So it's not just about exposing what the left is doing. It's also about substantiating what the civil rights was about, where we are in that struggle today, the progress we've made and what we haven't made. Now, the whole the whole aspect of this town hall is built upon the premise of my dad's new book, and that is A Dream Derail. If you haven't gotten a copy of this book, you need to pick one up. You can just Google the name and you can buy it on Amazon. We'd prefer you go in the bookstore and ask for it. And we are, I am traveling in a 36 foot motorhome throughout America. And those who are hearing this, if you would like to host us, let us know. Go to the website, thecivilrightstownhall.com. Click on contact us, fill the form out, and we would love to come and do the Civil Rights Town Hall in your city. So back to your point, Will, yes, people are nodding their head in affirmation, but they want to understand. And this is not about being a Republican. It's not about being a Democrat. It's about being true to history. It's about being true to what history was about and protecting it from being taken over to create a permanent underclass. And that's what these town halls are about. And it's growing. It's organic. It's real. Awesome. Fantastic. So I don't want to take any more time than I have to. So introduce uh, who is your panelist that's going to be on tomorrow? You know, th this gentleman, I met him right here. He's he, he's known my dad a long time. And Troy Towns is a minister of the gospel. Um, and he is going to be actually talking from the perspective of why it's important for the church to get involved in government and why we must also speak to this issue. So I introduce you to Troy Towns. Uh, good evening, gentlemen. Uh, thank you for allowing me uh, to be on the show. Uh, good evening. Did you have any specific questions for me? Well, uh, so that, I guess one question. Ahead, uh, I'm sorry. I, I'll just ask real quick. I have one question. Is Do you think that the left has hijacked the civil rights movement? Because in the past, we know that it was the Democrats that were against the civil rights movement. Oh, it's no doubt that they have hijacked it. If you, uh, and they are rewriting history as they always do. Um, I went and saw a movie by Dinesh D'Souza. I can't remember. I've seen all of his movies, but I can't remember exactly which one it was. But as I was sitting there watching the movie, as the only African-American person in the movie. And I got to the end of the movie as it crescendoed, and I felt the Lord speak to me. He said, I want you to fill this theater up with high school students and college students so they can see this movie. And I said, Lord, I'll do it. And I worked on it, and about a month later, we had that theater filled with high school students, college students, history professors. And one of the things that he showed in the movie was, and a lot of people don't know this, that 25% of slave owners in the South were black. 
And a lot of people didn't know that the, the, the slave owner that was considered the most notorious was a was a black man who was a slave, got to the north, became free, came back and started his own plantation. They said he was the most ruthless, meanest plantation owner. He would make sure that the biggest black guys would mate with the biggest black women so they could produce the biggest black slaves. You should have seen the looks on the faces of these high school students and college students because they've never heard this before. They believe that everybody in the South was slave owners when only about 10% of the people actually was. So they rewrite history. They are indoctrinating our children and it's absolutely been hijacked. So uh, keeping with that uh, that note, the, the hijacking of this movement, what has been the opposition? Have you guys had protests? Have people been angry? Do people just storm out or are, more, or are folks generally accepting? You know, to that point, so far we've had a very um, peaceful experience um, because they understand what the civil rights was about and people can't argue that point down. Now, I've had I had an interesting conversation with two attorneys here locally. And as I made my point about biology, you cannot argue your biology. They abruptly walked away. So, um, you know, I expect people to show deference to this issue, but that's okay. This is a part of our responsibility to defend and protect history and to also substantiate that if it's true and if it works, history is going to history is actually going to support it whereas with with the current objective of of hijacking something history does not support it and that's why we must defend the sacred part of the civil rights movement and may may i add gentlemen also if you look back at the beginning of the civil rights movement the very um essence of it it was a christian movement if you think about dr king he was nonviolent protest he made america and people look in their own hearts he made the country look at its own creeds and see how it was not living up to its own creeds for all people it was but it was a christian movement it has now been hijacked by the left and it's not christian at all it's, it's just a, an arm of the democratic party i would agree on that and you know most cases they try to say that you know being a homosexual is the civil rights and you know they and if you want to like get into rights and the bill of rights and how they try to say that health care is a right you know, it's a benefit and they they the, it's like the left hijack everything they can because they saw that it was good it was good for the people so then they try to hijack it to make it their own so then people will stay with the democrat party have you noticed that and while you're answering that tell everyone again once uh, one more time how they can connect with you, how they can find that information and information on your book. Absolutely, um, Will. The website is the Civil Rights Movement, I'm sorry, the, the Civil Rights Town Hall.com. It has all the information you need. Um, our next town hall is tomorrow night, 6 to 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. You can watch it right on Facebook. If you, if you go to Facebook and do a search for the Civil Rights Town Hall, it'll come up right away. Um, you can also join our email list to keep you informed. I'm looking for people who want to host the civil rights. Particular cities I'm looking for is Charlotte, North Carolina. We also plan to do one in Selma, Alabama, while I'm in the state. So we're working on that now. Um, so that's how people can connect with us. You can also get the book right on the website. You can also Google the book, A Dream Derail by Reverend Bill Owens. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, now, I want to thank you. 
I was going to say, I want to thank both of you for actually coming on with us and telling us about what you're doing. And I think it's absolutely wonderful. And the more people that we get to recognize the true history of the civil rights movement, the better off the country will be. And like, uh, <clears throat> like you mentioned earlier, they have an agenda to rewrite history and to, uh, to make it to where they put the America in their image. And it is in Christian, the Christian movement is under attack. And I think the civil rights movement has, has a lot to do with that as well. And I want to thank you again for coming on with us, telling us your story and telling us what you're doing. And I wish nothing but the best for you. Godspeed. And thanks, thanks a lot, Will. Thank God you. bless you. All right. God bless you. Take care. All right, everybody. We're going to get back into it. When we come back, we have some, we have actually a video. I don't know if the production crew was able to get it. We have a video that uh, I created uh, almost a year ago, but it is fitting to what's going on today with President Trump and how the left is attacking him, how the left hates freedom. All right, we'll be back after this. Firepowernews.com. Forged in the fire of truth. Firepower with Will Johnson. All right. Welcome back. So right before we went to the break, I was mentioning that I had did a video. It's a meme video. You know, you have memes that are pictures and then you have memes that are videos. And this one is a meme video. And I created this video about about a year ago. And it's on my Facebook page right now. Uh, my personal Facebook page, Unite America First, and I put it on there, and it's well, I think it's at like 54,000 views since I put it up there last night, and it's gone a little viral, a little, just a little bit, but there's a lot of leftists on there that hate this video. I don't know if you've seen this video, Tom, but uh, I want to share this with you, and we'll get your opinion, because to me, I saw, when I when I created this video, this is how I see the left trying to attack President Trump, and if we, you and I, the American people, if we don't do what we're supposed to do, and that's, and that's, you know, use our, use whatever platform we can, use whatever mobile device we can, use any kind of forms of communication. This, even if it's on tangible paper, we need to communicate that everyone needs to support President Trump come 2020 because Trump can't do it all alone. He can't go to every state and pull the, pull the ballot, pull the lever, whatever it is for, for himself at every state. It's going to take us to do it. It's going to take us to bring awareness to what the left is doing. So this video, now we know in this video, we know exactly how the video ends. And my point is that if we get lazy and we stay lazy and we don't do what we're supposed to do, Trump will not win. That's just the reality of it. And I have so many people, Tom, send me messages and say, oh, Trump's going to win. Trump's going to win. He can't do it without us. So he needs for us to do what we're supposed to do. So this is a 60 second video. So let's just let's go to the video. Then I'll get your response, Tom, when we come back. So people that are listening. You have uh, airplanes with the UN labels on the top of the planes, and then these are biplanes. 
and and Trump is King Kong in this. And you have Nancy Pelosi and Chucky Schumer in a plane shooting at him. And Trump, the the King Kong in this case, Trump is trying to protect freedom. He's trying to protect our freedom. And freedom is climbing up, trying to stop everyone in the airplanes from destroying him. There's Hillary Clinton. She's highly upset with him. They make eye contact. Trump's doing everything he can to protect the American people. He wants to protect all of our freedom. And freedom is saying, stop fighting. Jerusalem's and Obama comes in. If we don't do what we're supposed to do, he's going to lose. He's going to lose if we don't do what we're supposed to do. So what do you think, Tom? That was actually very well done. I know uh, I've done video for years, and I'm guessing that took quite a number of hours. But it's also accurate. I mean, it's up right now to the American people, to the audience at home, to the viewers, to the listeners. This is the time when the Band.Video and InfoWars activist audience needs to get active, peacefully, lawfully, politically. We should all be calling our representatives if we are in Democrat districts and very politely but firmly saying, if you vote to impeach, you will not have a job come next year or I guess 2021 when the new Congress starts but that's where we're at right now and if we, even if you're in a red state now is the time to get involved and as you said Will, use whatever you've got if you've got a Facebook page you can go and share and bolster and spread the word, you can spread band.video, that link hasn't been shadow banned yet, you can spread newswars.com, that hasn't been shadow banned yet you can do your own thing the main idea here is, and Will, I cannot agree more, is to get out and do something. Support this broadcast, support this movement, support this country. Yeah, and and, and leading off into that is our sponsor, InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWarsStore.com is the reason why we're here, because you, the viewer, the listener, you support our sponsor, makes it possible for us to be here. All right, so when we come back, we're going to have some more videos for you. We're going to have some more conversation. Actually, we have another special guest coming on with us, too. All right, we'll see you in a minute. Firepowernews.com. Firepower, weekdays from 7 to 9 p.m. Central Time, only at Video. All right, welcome back, everybody. All right, so let's let's. This is just brought to my attention. Now, the the I don't go. I don't think the crew has it just yet. But uh, the new thing is hashtag Fartgate. <laughs> now that's gonna make more sense once the production crew gets the uh, information to, to go along with that hashtag Fartgate. Have you heard of hashtag Fartgate, Tom? I just heard from a certain man, he, you may know him as Frogman, that, uh, yes, it appears one Eric Swallowswell, Swallowswell, uh, he has a new scandal on his hand, and, uh, I don't believe in, in all of, in, in all of American political, uh, time we've ever quite had Fartgate, but, uh, hashtag Fartgate is now taking over the internet, and, uh, was he on with that Lawrence O'Donnell, the guy who screams, Russian Scum, Russian scum. What a good place for Fartgate to begin. Awesome, awesome. Okay, breaking news, breaking news. We've just been told that Fartgate, we have the actual video for the Fartgate episode. So let's go to this video of this breaking news with Fartgate. Hashtag Fartgate. 
The evidence is uncontradicted that the president used taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help him cheat an election. And the complaint that I've heard from... <laughs> no, no, <laughs> that has to be doctored. No, uh, I mean, really, uh, come on, fellas, fellas. <clears throat> put that back up on the screen. Put it back on the screen the and look, look at his facial expression. It's uncontradicted that the president used taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians uh, to help him cheat uh, an election. Uh, and the complaint that I've heard from... <laughs> <laughs> he does pause right there like he just comes all out. Uh, you know. Uncontradicted that the president used taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help him cheat an election. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm already predicting we're going to see a cover up. Somebody no. is moving a chair. The microphone messed up. It's doctored. It's anything. <laughs> Complaint yeah, that I've heard from the evidence. He, he was saying he was pinching that one hard, Tom. He was pinching it. <laughs> you know, it's funny, Will. We were just talking about memes not five minutes yeah. ago. And then this happens. Sometimes we don't even have to create the memes. Sometimes they do it for us. Dude, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I don't care if he didn't do it or not. I mean, seriously, if it was just someone adding the sound effect, it is and the exactly complaint that I've heard him. from the evidence. <laughs> it is exact. And that is him to a T. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> the best part was the the body. The like you could see him kind of shift up. Yeah, no, no, no. yeah. He was like, yeah, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> well, Eric swallows. Okay, one more, more time. One more time. Play the from the to help him cheat an election. And the complaint that I've heard contradicted that the president used taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help him cheat an election. That's it right. might have been, you know, it might be Chris Matthews on the mic too. <laughs> I, I certainly hope there wasn't any hammering going on because oh, I man, guess, you know, the, the real lesson here is, uh, Swallowswell has learned, uh, the, the, the follies of multiculturalism. They tell us we need open borders because of the tacos and the burritos and the Mexican food. Well, <laughs> not always the best decision, Mr. Swallowswell. Yeah, absolutely not. I mean, he is such a joke. He's a total joke. I mean, he's he was actually one of the uh candidates, right? Running for he was. he was one of I think it was the first one to drop out. He's the guy yeah. who famously threatened to nuke American citizens to unleash nuclear devastation, which I suppose he just did in that hallway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he threatened to unleash nuclear devastation his, on American citizens his, for uh his, for gun. <laughs> It's chemical warfare. <laughs> oh, no. He schemed up with Assad. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Enough fun. That's beautiful. Okay, everybody. Hashtag, on a serious note, hashtag Fartgate. It's the real thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Let, okay, we got our guests. You want to introduce them to <laughs> Patrick Halley is no stranger to this broadcast. He's, of course, a reporter for Epic Times as well as National File, where he has an insane new article out. It is damning regarding Nancy Pelosi and shifty Adam Schiff. And, uh, Patrick, uh, were you able to see that video that we just played a few times? Tom, you beat me to the nuclear bomb joke by like 30 seconds, and now I'm out of material. <laughs> so, I mean, so you cover these people on a daily basis, Patrick. I mean, I we knew that they were all windbags, but uh, I, we're going to get into the serious news, I promise. But oh, do you know anything about this? You're more invested in Twitter than I am. This has been a, ha a trending on Twitter now. Uh, is Swallowswell really this full of hot air? 
I believe that the video is authentic. And now uh, we as Americans just have to kind of live in the aftermath of that and <laughs> deal with it in, in our own way. I'm about to, I'm about, to, I'm going right now to Twitter right now while we're live and I'm going to retweet it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, okay. Um, all right. We'll, we'll pretend to be, uh, well, like you said, Patrick, this is the aftermath of this is devastating. Um, so Patrick, returning to serious news, you have an article. You just published it today in nationalfile.com. And this is something else. Uh, we now have learned about some new evidence of quid pro quo payoffs, everything you could imagine. And of course it's happening not in the stuffy old Republican party, definitely not in the Trump White House, but it's happening at the upper echelons of the Democrat-controlled House of Representatives. So we've got about three and a half minutes left. I want to turn it over to you and let you break this down for the viewers. Well, Tom, it appears that uh, Nancy Pelosi and her sidekick Adam Shifty Schiff, the gentleman with the large eyeballs, have been uh, engaging in some quid pro quo and some bribery, you might say, because they have been giving out contributions to vulnerable Democrats who are on the fence, maybe they don't want to support the impeachment inquiry, maybe they don't want to jeopardize uh, their political standing with their voters in a Trump district. And so they are going around and doing everything they can, not only threatening these people, but now actually bribing these people. Nancy Pelosi for Congress gave a donation on September 9th uh, to the um, uh, New Mexico uh, congresswoman, uh, who is in a uh, Torres Small, who is in a very uh, vulnerable district. She was one of the last holdouts on the Democrat side. She didn't want to get on board with the impeachment inquiry. So now she has actually taken campaign donations from both Adam Schiff and Nancy Pelosi. When the Schiff committee or the Pelosi committee gives a campaign contribution to someone like that, what it really does is it signals to the donors that they're acceptable. So really this is a rubber stamp from the party leadership. And so now they are literally engaging in bribery. They're saying if you want the party purse strings, then you're going to have to get on board with this impeachment hoax, even though everyone knows that it's nonsense. We've all seen the, the transcript of the call, and we all sit through these boring hearings, and we don't know why this is happening or why this is going on, and we just wish that the Democrats would stop. Well, I would agree with you, but we all know that they're not going to stop. Why do you think, why do you think that they're, they're I mean, let me, let, me, let me back up. Do you think the Democrats are going to ever get to the point to where say, okay, you know what? We're not going to win against President Trump. Maybe we should start doing the people's work. Maybe we should try something else. And, and her sending a signal to people living in the, you know, the, like the, the different states sending the money. Why do the Democrats not see that the American people recognize what they're doing? Well, I don't think they're ever going to do the people's work. I think these people, when they get into office, have one priority and one priority only. Their job is to go in there and try to enrich themselves in the oil business using their U.S. government official positions. There, there's no such thing as the West Wing. I mean, these people, um, you know, that show was a fantasy. There are no bright-eyed, starry-eyed people going to Washington, D.C., just trying to do the right thing. As soon as they get into positions of power, their only interest is making money for themselves in the oil game. Now, these Democrats and establishment Republicans believe that if they could invest heavily in the Ukrainian 
oil companies, and they could remove Bashar al-Assad from power in Syria, and they could build an oil pipeline through Syria, then they could cut Vladimir Putin out of the European Union oil market and get in on all of that money for themselves. Of course, they didn't want the government being part of any of this. They propped up ISIS, they propped up al-Baghdadi to keep 60% of the Syrian oil wells off the books, undercutting okay. everybody, not reporting the money so that they could do yeah. private sector business. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, we're going to go to a hard break, and we'll come back. We'll have more questions for Patrick after this. The evidence is uncontradicted that the president used taxpayer dollars. To, and the complaint that I've heard from the evidence is uncontradicted. Welcome back. We have Patrick Howie, reporter for the Epic Times and National File, talking with myself and Tom Pepper. So, um, I think um, was, was I think it was my turn to ask a question. Uh, was oh, it, I mean, no, who's actually, keeping track? Actually, it was actually it was uh, Tom's turn. <laughs> but yeah, who's keeping track? That's right. Uh, so Patrick, I mean, so this amounts to thousands of dollars that have been given again from essentially from Nancy Pelosi and Shifty Schiff to this congressperson who has such a complicated name, Sochel Torres Small with an X. Articles up at nationalfile.com. You can try to read it yourself if you're, uh, 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 I don't know what that is, Native American perhaps. But so this represents thousands of dollars that have gone to her again in the run up to her deciding that she, yes, would vote to impeach President Trump. And she is in, as you mentioned, a vulnerable district that is probably going to vote red come 2020, assuming Trump is on the ballot and go back to the Republican Party. So, Patrick, I mean, just kind of reiterate the significance of this. This is fundamental to me. And as you what you just said is that this signifies that this congressman is ready to play, ready to play ball, going to take all the money from the lobbyists, from the donors, from the corporate interests. And Nancy Pelosi has now put her stamp of approval on it. So what does this mean? And do you think that we're going to see any type of response from Ms. Small? Well, look, the establishment will play uh, dirty if they have to. If you're going to be somebody who is working against the impeachment crusade from inside the Democrat Party, you should make sure not to have any photos of yourself being naked, brushing someone else's hair. Um, but if you are going to hold out and you're somebody who they can't take out and you don't have the naked hair brushing photos, it looks like Nancy Pelosi is going to have to bribe you. And that is what they're doing now with these campaign donations. So the fact of the matter is this is both an establishment Republican and a Democrat effort. We know as Juliana Glover came out and admitted the Bush person, the McCain person, she said that she is going to push for a secret ballot in the Senate so that Republican senators can see clear to vote against Donald Trump in the trial in the Senate so that they can remove him without the constituents knowing. This is what these people do. They try to think how much can I, how much skullduggery can we possibly get away with without the, the American people knowing? And so the idea that there's some kind of uh, bipartisanship is you know, not something that I ever really took into consideration, but our pushing of the Republican Party, I think, has resulted in some 
Good news, you have Lindsey Graham now calling Michael Horowitz and finally ending this waiting period on the Inspector General's reports, which is at least a step forward. So Republicans are not known for their offense. They're not known for their offensive capabilities, and I think that needs to improve very quickly. Do you think that Nancy Pelosi some kind of way will hinder Republicans from getting money from their donors? I mean, how, how and how would she do that? Absolutely. Um, Nancy Pelosi basically controls the purse strings of campaign contributions. That's her role because the Democrat Party is funded out of San Francisco. And so the environmentalists and the Tom Steyers and, and that crowd go through Nancy Pelosi in order to determine who they're going to give money to or who they're not going to give money to. And so, you know, Nancy Pelosi giving the stamp of approval is obvious. It's obvious that it's a quid pro quo because right after this happened, the Congress lady from New Mexico said, well, I've rethought it and I'm coming out in favor of the impeachment inquiry. So this is the kind of tactics that they're using. The Republicans, I think, are not prepared to um, confront this kind of challenge unless they really get um, a lot stronger and are willing to go on offense and are willing to hold people accountable and are willing to say to investigate Hunter Biden and the business deals, investigate Nancy Pelosi's son, investigate what was going on in the Ukraine, because these people were trying to get all of that oil in the Middle East and the Ukraine for themselves through private companies and through ISIS, through literally propping up ISIS which they created, okay, in order to get to, to corner the market on the EU oil game and cut out Vladimir Putin. And if Vladimir Putin didn't like it, the message is we're going to send $250 million to Ukraine in order to start a war with you. And now the political class is acting like it's some kind of imperative for the commander in chief of the United States to sign off on completely unnecessary foreign aid to another country to start potentially a nuclear war with Russia in order to protect criminal private sector oil interests. And you know what? None of these Republicans, none of these quizzling Republicans are willing to tell the true, true story because they're more complicit in this than they would like you to know. So, Patrick, we just have a few minutes left here. Uh, you're Howley Reporter on Twitter. Everybody should go follow you immediately. You break stories that nobody else even knows exist. And you're working on one of these right now. And obviously, I don't want to give it away. But just give us a quick uh, synopsis of the last major scoop that you did for National File, which was, of course, relating to Nancy Pelosi's son, somebody who I know, in your opinion, deserves a whole lot more scrutiny. So just talk about this and talk about her her. Uh, uh, interesting little black sheep son. Well, look, the Democrats and the establishment Republicans, the Willard Romneys of the world, they put surrogates on boards of companies all over the world. And so Nancy Pelosi's son was on the board and also an executive of a company that is heavily invested in the Ukraine energy business. And they have admitted this. Uh, Nancy Pelosi has offered a defensive statement about this. Um, it turns out that uh, this company was uh, reconstituted several times and is involved in all kinds of shady business and is registered to um, Jeb Bush's cousin's business partner and also a man in Moscow, Russia. The links, the connections between the Pelosi's and the Bushes. Um, as evidenced from George H.W. Bush's funeral, when you saw, um, you know, why is Nancy Pelosi such a good friend? You see the bipartisan club. As George Carlin said, it's a big club and you ain't in it. And it involves the elites in both of the parties. And so that's why we need to hold the Republicans accountable. Because if you're going to sit on your hands and think maybe Lindsey Graham will save us, I'm just, I'm just going to tell you, maybe Lindsey Graham will save us is the last thing that a political movement says before 
Lindsey Graham becomes Neville Chamberlain in history, which is what's happening right now. Exactly. So tell us, what is what does it look like for a Republican offense? What does that even look like? Well, it looks like, um, first of all, it looks like prosecutions for the deep state conspirators who waged Operation Crossfire Hurricane against us. If we want to talk about Ukraine, we can talk about what John Brennan was doing in Ukraine with a fake passport. We can use the Department of Justice, not for political ends like Eric Holder would do all the time, but literally in order to prosecute the law, to make sure that we still have a rule of law in this country. Um, not to mention the fact that Congress, which has subpoena power, woefully fails in its um, responsibility, I would say, to get documents out of the Hunter Bidens of the world when these scandals arise. Oftentimes people will ask me, you just broke major news all over the place. How come the Republican Party isn't acting on this? And they kind of blame me sometimes. One person who takes it upon myself with a tape recorder any phone to break this information and instead of turning their scorn to the literally hundreds of full-time taxpayer-funded Republican employees of the United States government yep. who sit around every single day and do literally absolutely nothing. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Hey, I want to thank you for coming on with uh, myself and Tom Pepper, and we're about right at the end of the segment. <clears throat> and again, thank you for coming on. And you're absolutely right. No one's been arrested on the left. I mean, they've done, they commit all these crimes and no one's been arrested. Is anyone asking why? Everyone is asking why. Why not? What about Andrew McKay? All right, we'll be back after this. talk a little bit more about how the Democrats are doing what they can to destroy this president and they're going to willing to destroy America if that's what it takes. So we're getting ready to play a video where they completely agree with this whole impeachment, of course, because they're socialist Democrats. Uh, they're, they're communists. They Their aim is to destroy. So you have Bernie Sanders, Cory Booker, Elizabeth Warren, the whole, the whole lot of them. They don't care about America, Tom. And it's like you, how many times do we have to repeat that to get people to understand that the Democrats do not care? I mean, they, they literally hate America. I mean, to the point to where they're willing to just look as crazy and insane, even to the point now Obama is having to tell them, look, calm down, calm down, wait until you're elected and then be crazy like I was. But no, they, it's like they don't get it. America, they are America last. And they're joined by, of course, their allies in the Republican establishment. All of these people, they don't see countries like you and I see countries. They don't see America as a beautiful, special place that has created the highest standard of living in the world, that has created the most freedom, the most liberty, the most, the best everything is right here in America. Why would you go anywhere else? They don't see it that way. They see America as a whole bunch of money. And if they move some here, they can take a piece of it. I mean, they might as well. This is a high stakes mafia game when it comes to the deep state, when it comes to these globalists, when it comes to the uniparty. So, no, they have no love for America. Their goal is to get people so worked up, so divided, and so stupid that they can do whatever they want without being called on it. 
No, you know what? You just hit it. They see America as a whole bunch of money. And you know, we're just going to give it all away. I mean, that's the very reason why we gave Ukraine a whole bunch of money and we got nothing in return. Now, be honest with you, Tom, we need to stop that. I'm serious. If we're not going to get anything in return, we're not just, we shouldn't just be shoveling out millions upon millions of dollars. To well, countries well, that we're not going to get I anything. Mean, the, this country, the United States, got nothing in return. But you know who got something in return. His name was, of it course, is. Hunter yes. Biden. Hunter yes. in excess of $50,000 a month. So the United States gives a bunch of money over to Ukraine. And America gets nothing. We get nothing whatsoever. But Hunter Biden, he's living high on the hog. And Nancy Pelosi, a lot of yep. folks are saying same exact thing. Nancy Pelosi shuffles some money over to Ukraine. And her son, Paul Pelosi, and his insurance or his uh, his oil company, whatever it is, whatever he's on the board of, got a whole lot of money until it was like uh, the, the business charter was suspended because of possible corruption. John Kerry, same thing. Mitt Romney, same thing. Yep. Good old Willard. All of these people, they see America as an opportunity. Let's shovel away some of America's wealth, send it to a s-hole country, and in exchange, our son will get a bunch of money, and then they got to give Big Papa his cut. It's like the Mafia Don. You got to give exactly. the Mafia Don his cut. Did you know Joe Biden had a brother? Interesting. Now, I didn't even know that until earlier today. And I'm like, Joe Biden has a brother? And I'm like, am I hearing this correctly? But Joe <laughs> Biden, his brother actually profit off of them doing this, you know, using their name as well. But we're going to say that for another story. Let's go to this video where it shows Bernie Sanders and Cory Booker and the rest of them with their nonsense. And my solution is to say to Israel is you got $3.8 billion every single year. All right, if you want military aid, you're going to have to fundamentally change your relationship to the people of Gaza. And so this is not just rejoining the Paris Climate Accords, which I will do right away. It's actually using every lever of foreign policy we have for more foreign aid to countries making a contingent on climate uh, action. You would, you would not necessarily want to leverage U.S. aid to Israel to push him to do that, is what you're saying? Well, you know, that would not be my first move. Uh, I'm not saying that would never happen. We need to make sure that any such cooperation and funding is going to things that are compatible with U.S. objectives and with U.S. law. We spend a few billion dollars on aid to Israel. Um, would you ever consider using that aid as leverage to get the Israeli government to act differently? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Question about Israel. Will you make American aid conditional on a freeze to settlement building? It is the official policy of the United States of America to support a two-state solution. And if Israel is moving in the opposite direction, then everything is on the table. And you would be prepared to... Everything is on the table. I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. I said, you're not getting a billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. And my solution is... Is that not the same thing they've been complaining about? Every last one of them doing a quick pro quo. Hey, if you're not going to get this unless you do this. And you know, when it comes to Israel, the left, they hate Israel. They hate, they despise Israel mainly because God said in the, in the, in the word said that Israeli, these are my people. So of course, Satan hates them. The Democrats hate them, and they don't mind hating the Israelis. 
I mean, this is exactly what they're blaming Trump for doing, Tom, and they're on camera talking about how they're going to do it. There's not a single video with President Trump saying this. There's a certain level of irony, too, there, Will. I mean, first of all, that's never going to happen. I mean, the money that goes to Israel goes to the military-industrial complex. This is another example of how the globalists view America as a giant piggy bank. So America gives them $3 billion (laughs) a year, whatever it is. That If that money just went to Israel, that'd be dandy. But that's not how it works. All that money is earmarked. Israel is forced to spend that money on the United States military-industrial complex. So it's really not $3.2 billion for Israel is $3.2 billion for Lockheed Martin. And I'm sorry, Bernie Sanders, that's never going to happen. Mm. You're never going to destroy the military industrial complex, especially not when you're moaning and kvetching about the poor Kurds. Oh, we need to arm them, give them money, give them guns, give them everything. So not only is this a clear and obvious example of the Democrats saying that they would employ quid pro quo, it's a lie. They're lying about being able to even do it. Never going to happen. Never going to happen. Never going to happen. But now let's change it up. Elizabeth Warren can now be black. Did you know that? She first she was an Indian. <laughs> now she's black. I mean, when does it stop? Next week she's going to be Asian. And then after that, she's going to be Latino with uh with Beto. I mean, it's never ending. <laughs> I mean, see, that's why the whole thing about two plus two equaling four is, is irrelevant to them. Because if they feel that it equals something else, it is. So let's go to this video with Elizabeth Black Warren. <laughs> there are lots of people who Forget are not enrolled in tribes. Forget the number. You uh, have acknowledged that in that national law directory, you listed yourself as a minority. If your family heritage had an African American, like you have that mm-hmm. grandparent or great great grandparent was a Cherokee, would you call yourself a black and expect African Americans to accept that? You mean if if, if that my same, if that same, well, let me think about this. If, if that my, same ancestor was black and not a my, Cherokee, it's not that ancestor. It's if my father's parents had said, "You can't marry her because she's yeah, black," which, and that had been that part way. of our family growing up that we had two different families. You would be comfortable it saying you're black. Part, it, it would be part of identification. <laughs> I identify. <laughs> I mean, seriously, this. I mean, wow. I identify as a black female now. I mean, it's no ending to this. I mean, Will, the fact that this is based, again, we know that she's one 1,024th or even less than that Native American. So this would be like, well, my great-great-grandpa said that he wasn't going to be allowed to marry my great-great-great-great-grandma because she was black. Therefore, Will, despite my pasty appearance, I'm actually just as black as you are. I mean, it's nuts. (laughs) It's absolutely nuts. And this is this woman who is the consummate corrupt politician justifying how come she got to check the box in college, justifying how come she got to go around strutting saying she was the first Native American professor because of her high cheekbones justifying all of this. This clip is a couple years old, but it just proves this is how intellectually fundamentally dishonest she is. She knows that she yeah. got called on it. She knows that she can't pass as a Native American anymore. And so now her response, instead of saying, okay, what I did was wrong, she's trying to distract everybody by going farther to the left than Bernie Sanders. Exactly. And you know what's really disturbing about it is that a lot of black people that watch this say, oh, yeah, she can be black. There's nothing wrong with it. I hate President Trump so much. I'm going to believe that she's black because she says she identifies that. Who am I to say that she's not black just because I see something that she's not? Who am I to say that? Really? Really? See, that's how they think. We'll be back. I 
Biden is aware of what his son is doing and apparently sanctions it. It could come to an end tomorrow if Joe Biden told his son, look, there's going to be no access, no special favors uh, if you do these kinds of deals. But he's obviously never had that conversation with his son. Hunter Biden was not the only member of Vice President Joe Biden's family to cash in on the Veeb's political career. Throughout his years as a U.S. Senator from Delaware, Biden's younger brother James worked as a lobbyist in Washington. If you look at James Biden, uh, Joe Biden's brother, for example, you see that, again, his career trajectory seems to be in lockstep with his brother, uh, Joe Biden's. Um, one of his most lucrative deals involved a, a housing contract with Iraq. You know, he had no background in housing and certainly had no background in contracting overseas on projects on this scale. And yet he joined this construction company. And soon after he joined, the Obama White House gave them a contract and a large contract to build housing in Iraq. It's just one example that fits the pattern. James Biden's company, Hill International, was awarded billions of dollars in contracts from both the U.S. government and the Iraqis for projects that included residential units, highways, bridges, canals, a hospital, and a soccer stadium. In 2015, things became more personal as James struggled to renovate a dream house in Florida that had become a plumbing money pit. As he fell behind in taxes and payments, a childhood friend of his older brother, John Hynanski, a Ukrainian-American, lent James $500,000 that allowed him to carry on fixing the house and eventually sell it. Hynanski also dealt with his friend Joe. In fact, when the vice president flew to Ukraine in 2009, six months into his tenure, Hynanski was on the plane. Also on that trip, when the vice president addressed the Ukrainian parliament, Biden was careful to name-check his friend sitting in the gallery, so no one needed a further introduction. The loan from Hynanski, who owns the Delaware-based collection of auto dealerships called the Winner Automotive Group, was a very big deal to James Biden. But it is dwarfed by the $20 million loan guarantee Hanansky received from the federal. The corruption stinks to high hell. The Bidens, the Democrats, they're all mixed into it, Tom. I mean, it, the corruption is unbelievable. It's almost like reading, you know, a novel that all this is taking place and the corruption and like they're willing to take out the president. To hide it all is well that that's exactly the case. I mean, they are immensely corrupt, and the Republican establishment is immensely corrupt. Everybody who is coming out against President Trump, President Trump is a great uh, what is it a weather vane where any direction if you know somebody is going against President Trump, they have a whole lot to hide. There's corruption they're trying to hide. There's blackmail they're trying to hide. There's something they're trying to hide. And I mean, we should never forget this whole Ukraine, this whole impeachment, this whole nonsense. This all started because President Trump was trying to get to the truth. He was trying to expose the corruption in Ukraine. He was working with the Ukrainian president to help them drive the corruption out of their country. But you can't have that because Ukraine, as with many other countries the United States is involved with, is a great money laundering opportunity for the corruption, the corrupt uniparty in D.C. Yep, absolutely. So we're going to play a video where Jim Jordan expresses how the, the facts are on President Trump's side. I mean, they are. Even this whole impeachment thing that the facts are on President Trump's side, but that, yet they still do. They still doing these lies or, you know, what they call these parodies about what President Trump meant to say, what President Trump actually said, what none of it's true. So let's go to this video with Jim Jordan. 
We're focused on the House side right now. I don't really. I think I think the senators see this for just like the American people do. The facts are on the president's side, and the process is completely unfair. I mean, think about this fact. Adam Schiff gets to call witnesses whenever he wants. We had to give you our list right. a week ago Saturday. Adam Schiff, can, he doesn't even release all the transcripts. And by not releasing the transcripts, we can't use that Why testimony do you think that they, in these hearings. Do you think that they are holding those transcripts up for a reason? Like, do you know that they, maybe there's a reason that they don't want them out? Or is it because it's just taking them a long time to get them done? No, it's all tactical. It's all strategic from their point of view. There's a reason they scheduled the witnesses in the, in the order they've scheduled them. Yeah. There's a reason that they have the witnesses that we actually wanted called, even though they're Adam Schiff's witnesses. He deposed them. He called them for a deposition. They're all in the afternoon. There's a reason he doesn't release all the transcripts until certain witnesses have already testified, because we actually follow the rules. They selectively leak from these depositions. So I think it's all planned. I think it's all choreographed and part of their unfair process to go after this president. That's exactly what it is. It's the part of their process. They want to go after President Trump by any means necessary, Tom. That's right. You know, I'm earning more and more respect and feeling sorrier and sorrier for poor Jim Jordan. As Patrick said, the Republican Party is not great at defense or offense. The Republican Party essentially has one man in Jim Jordan who is going on a hundred different cable shows a day. It seems like he's shouting at the top of his lungs. He's playing the yep. game. He's doing everything he can to expose what the Democrats are doing. And it's disgusting. I mean, we have how many reports that Schiff is selectively leaking all of these little things out so that media can run with it and make President Trump look bad. We have Schiff shutting down Republicans from questioning the witnesses. We have yep. Schiff playing whatever game he wants. It's the Schiff show going on in D.C. right now, and there looks to be no end to it, but that doesn't change the fact that all of the data, all of the actual hard evidence is on Trump's side. The man's done nothing wrong, but again, they're probably going to try to without American people, without the viewers going out there and doing what Patrick Halley did and finding out that this Democrat in a swing district only voted for impeachment after getting money from Nancy Pelosi. Somebody needs to go ask this woman about that, of course. Do it legally, lawfully. Do it with a camera. Do it nicely with a smile on your face and a firm handshake. But these Democrats need to be held accountable. That's the only way we can keep this from getting to the Senate because the facts don't matter. The facts right. are on Trump's side, but they don't matter anymore. Yeah, you're absolutely right. They don't matter to the Democrats. And I don't think they ever did, to be honest with you. You know, I mean, so just think about it. Shifty shift and the rest of them, they get to go up there and lie. And personally, Tom, I don't think they should be able to sit on any panel and blatantly lie to the American people. I think when they took the oath of office, right? Didn't, isn't that how it works? You take the oath of office and, and you're, now you're a politician. If you're in the Senate, if you're in the House, I think at that point, every time you speak, you should be forced to tell the truth. Lying to the American people should not be an option. So let's play this video before we run out of time. Let's go to this video with Shifty Shiv lying again. Congressman, before I get to the IG report, because I want to get your thoughts on what we're going to hear from this IG report, which is now, I guess, scheduled uh, for early December. Uh, but but one thing that I noticed this past week are you guys not under oath in Congress in that room? For example, Adam Schiff, you've said that you want Adam Schiff to come down and testify under oath. Does that mean that what we're hearing from Adam Schiff in these public hearings, he's not under oath? He can say whatever he wants? Yeah, he's not sworn in as a witness um, as we preside over these hearings or he presides over these hearings. Um, 
much of what he is saying to the American people is just not true. And I know it's that it's not true. We know that it's not true. Uh, we'd like him uh, to testify. I think uh, Congressman Collins is going to ask for that when uh, the House uh, Intelligence Committee sends uh, a report uh, to the Judiciary Committee. Right. Um, you know what? Let me break in. Stop it there. You know what, Tom? This is exactly what's going, what, what, what we've been talking about. The Democrats don't care about the rule of law. They just have their agenda to take out the president. So with that note, we have to do a plug and because we haven't done a plug and we have to get our sponsor, you know, so you can see our sponsor. We need you to support our sponsor. Let's go to it. I want to talk about this basso beat. Now, when I say that I really love this stuff, I talked to the crew during the break and I said, please find me a bottle. It says take two dropper fulls daily. And I've already taken one this morning. And I like to spread it out. Now, I have taken both of them at the same time just because I love this stuff. But for the most part, I'll take it throughout the day. I'll take one in the morning and I'll take one in the evening. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take this live on the air. So actually, let me let me put a drop here on the paper here so you can see the actual color. Look how dark that is. And see, it just doesn't run. It just doesn't bead immediately. Look at that. I mean, it's like holding its form, but it's liquid. It's almost like the, the color of blood, right? Can you see that? Look how red that is. Now, when you put blood together all in one drop, it is dark. Same thing with this. And this works. This is very good for your blood system as well. It's absolutely wonderful. Okay, so now I have to be really careful here because if I get it on my suit, it's going to remain on my suit. And I don't even know if I can take it to the dry cleaners to get it out. Okay, so I'm going to be real careful here. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so good. I love it. You've got to try it. You can't afford not to, right? It's not like your typical beet juice that you buy in a store. It almost has that wow factor to it. That wow factor. I absolutely recommend it. And I'm not just saying it because to get you to buy something. I'm saying it because the products actually work and they're so nice. They're so nice. Why do you think the globalists want to take out InfoWarsStore.com? Why do you think they want to do that? They want to get rid of InfoWarsStore.com because they're selling products that's beneficial to your body. The globalists can't have someone selling you something like that. Why? Because it means you possibly will live a lot longer than they anticipate. And they don't want that. They can't have that. 